like you said, they just want to throw up something and see if it sticks to the wall. And it just doesn't work that way. You know, the, these, the, you know, if that's your, I mean, people, the new consumer is too smart. They're just not going to buy crap that they just see on Kickstarter. Welcome to Riskful Thinking, Live Watches podcast about all things live, watches, fans, collectors, and watch freaks. I'm your host, Tom Tate, a bona fide watch freak and copywriter for Live Watches. And yes, I'm a Live Watches fan too. For those of you who are new, Live Watches is a direct-to-consumer microbrand. Our goal is to make Swiss watch quality accessible to people around the world. We live online at www.livewatches.com. All right, Chaz, you there? Yep, I'm here. How are you? How you doing, man? Thank you so much for coming on. Ah, my pleasure. I'm been, uh, looking forward to this. So today we're we're talking mostly about about Kickstarter, right? And and, and my experience with Kickstarter is only you know from a, from like a, a third party position. Um, obviously a watch geek, but and, and obviously a watch geek, but not an authority on the matter. Um, so I wanted to bring you on to really to really kind of paint a more accurate um, and valuable picture of the medium, what it means to watches, what it's meant to you. Um, so let's get into it. You know, tell me about your experience with Kickstarter. First of all, how long has it been? All right, so uh, Kickstarter, um, we've been, we've done four Kickstarter campaigns and we started our first campaign, I believe in 2015. That was our first time we went on Kickstarter. I will tell you that when we were figuring out this brand and what, the, you know, what, what we wanted to do with this brand, um, we felt that Kickstarter was the perfect medium for us for, for many reasons. Um, yeah, and, and why is that? Because from, from my point of view, you know, the, the, and again, I'm, I'm a lay person here, but you know, Kickstarter seems to, to bring a lot of value, um, I think, I think to, to both parties, the consumer and, and, to, and to the, the business. Um, but, uh, but as far from the, from the consumer's point of view, we get to see a lot, a lot more brands, right? We get to see, we get to see new companies are doing something interesting, companies that maybe you know, possibly wouldn't have existed or been funded otherwise. Companies that are looking to the community to to kind of kickstart, I guess most literally, you know, their campaign, their their the the next stage of their business. So it's I think it's a great value, but you know, from from the back end, from the from how it actually works, what is it like? I mean, what what is the process like? Did you, did you get a lot of positive you know feedback from the community? Did you find it in any way negative? I mean, for in, in your experience specifically, you know, what were the big ups and what were the downs? Okay, so so we can start with the ups. Uh, the ups is basically for the brand itself. We wanted to the concept of the brand was to create this direct connection. So it wasn't just about the product; it was about creating these direct connection, and we felt that. What better way to launch a brand new brand where we are not just um, just saying, "Hey, here's the product," but we're having a conversation about it. So let's start a conversation. Let's say, "Okay, here's the concept that I have. Do you guys agree?" So proof of concept. So uh, I might think some watch is beautiful and my concept is amazing, but if the community doesn't accept it, Kickstarter is a great way to validate um, your ideas. So and were, it, were your ideas validated? Yeah, obviously it was validated. We've done four Kickstarter campaigns and we've done over four and a half million dollars on Kickstarter. But uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, more importantly, I mean, I, I know the number sounds huge, but the most important thing for us is all these connections that we've created during these four campaigns. All these people now are like hardcore live fans, 
love the brand, love what we're doing, and not just like accept what we're doing, but give us feedback. We've become a better brand. We've grown a lot faster by having that connection and allowing people not just to say, hey, I like your product, but hey, I like this, can you change this, can you do this? And obviously, we can't take every single person's um, suggestions because there's, there's a wide variety of suggestions, but you come up with a, with a common list of things that people say, hey, I need this, I like this, and then you get a very, very good feeling of what the fans want other than what I want. What I want is obviously, you know, what I, you know, the, the brand itself, the concept of the brand, you know, our, the quality, the, the, you know, the attention to detail that we put into the products, um, that kind of stuff. But essentially, there's a lot of... Correct me if I'm wrong, and I, and I, and I very well may be wrong, but obviously, you know, when, when, when you go to launch a, a Kickstarter campaign, uh, obviously you have a specific watch design, you have prototypes, correct? Or at least you have, you have a few of them? Yeah. And now those sales go to fund the, the actual production, right? Exactly. So it goes to fund the actual production because for us, uh, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of upfront cost. And so it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Like for example, and going back to what I said before, like if I have an idea of like a green dial works, okay. I say, Oh my God, this is the most beautiful green dial I've ever seen. For sure. People are going to grab this. And if, and it doesn't work, then what, what happens then if I produce the watch without having it, it, it being accepted by our fans? That's interesting. So now I guess. And, and maybe it's obvious, but I think I'm just seeing it. I'm just kind of figuring this out now, and this, I said, you know, amid my own ignorance here. But I guess with through Kickstarter, your your watch is either a success or it doesn't exist, right? If the Kickstarter fails, the watch doesn't happen, basically, right? Yeah, that that's that's. I mean, that's interesting. Just... So you basically know by the end of your Kickstarter campaign, okay, it, this is it's this thing that we thought was going to work is going to happen, and it's already successful. Right. Or, okay, like, you know, it's a dud, you know, maybe we were wrong. Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's take our feedback from, from all the people that we just basically interacted with probably thousands or, or even more than that people uh, and, and kind of got, you know, and, and got a lot of, got a lot of uh, kind of like consumer research. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good opportunity. Yeah, and I, and I think that it, it's not like we got lucky four times. I think the, the, we right. got lucky the first time. And I think the concept that we had, the first watch, which was the GX1 Swiss Chrono, um, that was a hit. And it's still our best selling model. So we got lucky with that first hit. Like it just clicked. Everybody loved it. We did no advertising the first campaign. We had no idea what we were doing. And, and I think we, we, can, we can get into that um, as far as like how do you market your Kickstarter campaigns. Yeah, I was like going to say, so, so you, sp you spend no money on advertising on, on, on the GX1. Yeah, on the first campaign, you know, we didn't do a lot of money. I mean, in, 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 in retrospect, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of money, but at that time, it was amazing because we did $200,000. Uh, we sold the first production of 500 pieces and um, we did no advertising. We did no pre-launch pre campaigns. That's great. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> it's, it's, you did $200,000 with your, with your first watch, no advertising. I mean, just yeah. kind of opening Yeah, we gave it. I yeah. think that's an amazing service at Kickstarter. Obviously, you did all the, uh, the heavy work, right? Obviously, Liv is the one that designed everything and the one that, you know, took the risk and everything. But it still is pretty pretty cool that Kickstarter, uh, Kickstarter offered that, you know, that, that medium, right? Before Kickstarter, what, what, what was it? Like, how did you do it? You just produced the watch, right? Like, before Kickstarter, what did you do? I don't know how 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 a brand would launch. You know, I, I just don't That's see. Funny. Yeah, I really don't see it. Like you know, you see some brands, um, like even if let's say I had twenty million dollars, let's say for example, right? Hypothetically, 
if I had $20 million and then I had my concepts and I said, okay, I'm going to prove, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put my mark, my, my concept out there. I'm going to push it. I'm going to advertise it. I'm going to do everything. Again, there's no guarantee that there's going to be success. No, you, you, you very well might have a couple thousand units of something that people don't want. You could be wrong. Exactly. So what I, what I think, what I think Kickstarter does, and I think why it's, it, it was so perfect for us, is that it not just proved the concept, but it also forced us to, um, to clearly tell people like why we exist, why, what's so great about this product. Like it forced us to do a presentation like Shark Tank. Like it's a presentation. It's like, does right. this, like instead of me saying to you, hey, you should buy this watch, I'm saying to you, here's why, here's the reasons. And you could either accept it or not accept it. But I think right. you know, with $20 million, you're just trying to push you're, you're just trying to push yourself in front of people's faces and they, right. they might say it's not for us. Right. So now obviously Kickstarter, you know, at least, at least now, at least as long as I've kind of been somewhat in tune with it, gets kind of a bad rap because I guess as a product of the entry cost being fairly low, right? Because you don't actually have to buy thousands of pieces of inventory. There are a lot more players, right? There are a lot more people out there that want to own a watch brand and don't take it very seriously, right? There, I mean, yeah, how many people, you, you, go, you, you Google micro brands. I mean, there are so many brands out there, specifically on Kickstarter, it happens to be a home for them in many ways, that, that you don't see, you, you don't genuinely believe they're going to be around in, in 18 months. Right, and I think that that's what's given Kickstarter kind of a, a, a bad name. You know, when you, you know, when you look at Live uh, and when you look at your Kickstarter success, obviously that's not representative, right? Obviously, you know, with with what, what you've done with your company is not what I'm talking about, um, because you guys took it very seriously, right? You guys you guys use Kickstarter as a platform to build a company, right? You yeah. weren't looking at it as oh, like I don't know, like if Live works, it works, and if it doesn't, like it doesn't, like whatever. You were thinking of I think this watch is going to work. Right, like the, you knew the company was going to happen. Like you, you knew you were going to, to to be a micro brand. You know that 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 you know that all of your core missions, all of your, your mission statement, all all those things. Right, but um, but a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people are kind of just taking a shot in the dark, which gives a lot of the watch community a bad taste in their mouth. You know, they look at it as a place where you know, in many ways, uh, you you go to find you know, uh, kind of a kind of a BS you know fashion watch, which is a shame because there are brands that started on Kickstarter. Four, five, you know, three, four, five years ago, that that ended up, you know, doing incredibly well. Brands that used it, like I said, like you did, as a platform to leap into, you know, a, a real, a real position of power. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think the platform has got has changed a lot. You know, when we went on, there wasn't, you know, now it's completely inundated with uh, with tons of people who just, like you said, they just want to throw up something and see if it sticks to the wall. And it just doesn't work right. that way, you know. The, these, the, you know, if that's your, I mean, people, the new consumer is too smart. They're just not going to buy crap that you just see on Kickstarter. They're just not going to do yeah, it. That, you don't see that many successful campaigns. You don't see many success. When I say successful, I'm talking about you know not just money, but how many people actually back the project. You know. Talk to me about maybe you know two or three of your kind of like tactics, right? Two or three of the things that that you did with Live that you attribute most of your success period and specifically success on Kickstarter too, right? You know, how did you turn that opportunity, this Kickstarter opportunity into a real company? What, what, what were the, maybe, like I said, two to three definitive tactics? Uh, I think it's more than two and three, but we could start some. I would, I, would, I, would, I would imagine, I would imagine too. Yeah. So I think the first thing you need to do is you, you like I said, you, you need to be passionate about what you're doing. So you need to be passionate about watches. 
Um, you need to be passionate about building a brand. Uh, you, need, you need to have that drive. Uh, well, we, we launched our first campaign in 2015, I believe. The concept was started percolating in 2012. So it's not like we ran to photographers and said, hey, take a picture, found some watch. So we, we, you have to start, you have to have the mindset. Um, and like you said, is like you're in it for the long haul. Like you're, 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 you, all the eggs are in, okay? Right. And I think that will translate into success. I think that's the most important thing. Um, you need to learn also, um, uh, I mean, from the Kickstarter, first Kickstarter campaign, um, like I said, you need the passion, you need the drive, uh, you need something unique, you need something different, you need to find your niche, you need to find, like for us, for example, you know, uh, I always thought that, uh, that if we came in in a certain price point, like for example, the three to five to $400 range, uh, where a lot of the big brands don't want to be in that, you know, they don't like that area. Um, and we'd be specifically targeting men um, that, you know, we would, you know, and, and our design was obviously a, a huge success. And one of the reasons, um, I guess you're, you're looking for two or three good reasons, but I guess first thing, I think you, I need, to, I think you need to be passionate. You know, you know what the answer is? Yeah, the, the answer is what you're, what you're, what you're basically you're saying is that it's, it's just not. Like, it, it's, it's just, if it was two or three reasons, everyone would be successful. I think that's kind of the answer, right? If it was two or three reasons, every schmuck, you know, uh, that, that, that wants to have a micro brand, that wants to build a watch, it would just work, right? And that's kind of what it comes out. Right. It's empirically not, right? And that's why, you know, kind of Kickstarter, uh, you know, again, as a jumping off point, is also, you know, can also be home while to success to just, you know, a, a tremendous amount of, of failure, right? You just get, you just, you just get eaten. If you, if you think it's going to be two things, if you, if you, if you, if you don't actually build a company, right? When I say building a company, I, I don't, I don't just mean like, oh, like yeah, we have a watch, we have a name and like we, we own a POS system. Like we, we can take orders. No, when I, when I say build a company, I, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, Absolutely. a clear vision for the, for the next five years. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about, you know, what does our model look like as far as consumer interaction? You know, I'm talking about, you know, how are we going to actually communicate our message not just in the next six months but but over the course of the next one two or three years right the real questions that I that I know you've answered and if you didn't then I don't think you would have been a success I don't think you know live would have worked if, if, if that if that wasn't executed right yeah I mean execution's huge like I said the passions are very important you also need to have something distinctive like you cannot like right now if you go on a Kickstarter I've, I've, I, have, I don't go on there very often now but if you want to kickstart right now, you see a lot of these like copying everybody. Everybody's copying like movement, minimalistic. They're not, you know, no one's creating something unique. You need to have something different. You cannot have, you cannot copy what everybody else is doing. You cannot go to Alibaba and, and do the stuff that people are doing. Just go there, find some watches, throw it on Kickstarter. It just doesn't work. The new consumer is just not going to do it. And I, and I think, you know, obviously the messaging is important. The marketing is important. All that stuff is important. But essentially the product is essentially the most important thing. You need to have a good quality product you know we have people um you know one guy has 26 live watches 26 live watches okay you know that tells me and okay that's that's a that's that's a high number but i'm saying if a lot of our a lot of people they come back and not because they're not just they weren't just sold on a beautiful picture of a product when they got the product uh they they put it in their hands they put it on their wrist and they're like wow this is amazing. The construction is amazing. The materials, the finishes, the straps, the packaging, which is, uh, which is a whole other story we can go into. Um, you know, p people want, you know, p if you're just on there for your one shot deal, uh, you know, 
it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to have a long-term goal. And I'm not talking about a two-year goal. I'm talking about a 10-year goal. Like, where do you want to see the brand in 10 years? You need to think in those terms. Right. And, I, and the problem is a lot of people, you know, on, on, on you know, mediums like that because, you, you know, it's not selected. You can just sign up and make Kickstarter, right? Kickstarter doesn't need to select you. Yeah, you could sign up. You need to get approved. Um, uh, I think you, I, I, mean, I don't know if there's a, if there, there's a, there is a background process where they like, check to see like if you have decent credit. I'm not sure exactly, but there is a process. There is an approval process to become, to become a set to, there's two approval process. One approval process to become, to become a creator. And then there's a process to actually launch your project. They look over your project. There's certain things you can't do. You can't promise uh, like, uh, um, like charities. You can't do, you can't combine it with charities. There's some, there's some approval processes there. But, but ultimately, the, the process does not include whether or not Kickstarter thinks that your company is viable or worth people's money. No. Right? Like that, that, it's not. No. Right. That's up to, that's up to the backers to look, to look at the page and feel like that they, uh, that, they, um, that they want to back this project or not. That's really interesting. Now, will you be using Kickstarter again at Live? Yeah, so interesting. Like the last Kickstarter campaign that we did, um, the product was obviously was, was was very expensive. And for the Kickstarter platform itself, and I'm not saying it's dying, it's dead. I'm just saying that the Kickstarter platform, you know, what what was very intriguing four or five years ago is not as intriguing as it is anymore. Um, gotcha. Uh, and what is so that? Why why do I think that? First of all, there's, there's a lot of failed projects on there. People that just took the money and never did anything or or didn't understand the concept of production you know you need my background um, I did sales I did production I understand the different pieces of, of it you know the logistics part of it you know what's gonna work what's not gonna work a lot of people you know you they go to you know they, they find something either online or I'm not sure how they come up with these designs so let's say they design something um, and then they get a prototype and then the, you know they, they, they sell it on the prototype and then they don't understand like production like what it's gonna call you know what things are gonna cost the lead times they don't understand right. this stuff they've never done it before uh, and my background which which I'm quite fortunate you know I started in the business in 1995 96 around in that area I worked for another brand I learned a lot and this is something also I feel like people need to do is you need to learn like if I'm, my recommendations for anybody who's thinking about launching a watch brand or any brand is that you need to work for somebody and understand the ins and outs of it and I got a lot of education I got basic watch production and sales education from working for another brand so I would highly recommend if anybody's interested in, in launching your own brand I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are thinking about it definitely work for somebody understand it understand how things work before you go out and put out a product yeah I mean I, I, like I said that's part of, that's part of the problem right it seems easy so people do it right watches you know in in, in that micro brand space and there there are there are plenty of good ones um, but that being said you know so much of you know so much of the watch community you know knows is, is aware that there are just hundreds of watches that aren't worth anyone's time right, right. and that's not because that's not because the they're, the people that conceive them are, are, are stupid. It's not because they have necessarily bad taste or they're or they're meaning to steal. It's because they did not understand the process. Exactly. That exactly. I, I it's not as easy as it looks. Miscalculation. I just think people come on there, they miscalculate, they get excited about these numbers, they sell things for really, really cheap, they can't produce it at those numbers, and then they get caught up right. in it. And then it just it's and they don't understand it. You know, they, they spend too much money on marketing uh, and stuff like that, and they just 
they, they, they also don't have like a clear target. Like for us, it was very clear. Like we sell men's watches. We don't sell women's watches. Nothing against women. I'm just saying, because that's our target. Uh, and, uh, and that's what we focused on. We, want, we, just, we, we know that as a small brand, we can't capture all the audiences. So we just stayed focused. Kickstarter happens to be a very male-oriented platform that it worked out for us. Okay, so in a nutshell, before we go into you know the, the do's and don'ts and really what it all boils down to and why Kickstarter can potentially be such a disaster, right? Explain to me the mechanics. I've never done it before. I've actually never bought a watch on Kickstarter. Um, I've, I've seen some companies that have succeeded like yours, but what the heck is it and how does it work? <laughs> okay, great. So Kickstarter is a platform where a creator can create a project uh, on a concept uh, you have to have a prototype in, for when it comes to products, at least. They need to have a working prototype that they can then show to the Kickstarter backers and say, hey, do you guys want to back this project? When the backers come in, they back the project. And then after the campaign is over, they make their selections. They give us the, uh, their, their information, like, for example, their, their ship to address, et cetera, et cetera. We go to production. We produce the product. Product comes in. We ship it out to our backers and they're happy. In theory, that's a great idea, right? I mean, that's, yeah. it's, it's, it sounds great because it gives an opportunity to um, a, a lot of manufacturers like yourself to do two things, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, but one, uh, to obviously not have to in, invest an incredible amount of money in inventory, um, period, and then two, invest a lot of money in inventory that is of an, un, of an unproven concept, right? Kickstarter watches are only produced if they are a success. That's interesting, right? That's unique as well. In most businesses that I know, you know, you 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 know, have a product, you try to sell it, and then it just it's a matter of how much you can sell it, right? It's just a matter of okay, like you know, we did a million this year, we'd have a million, you know, but but you know, we're we're working it. This is no, it's either it either works and you hit your goal, or it doesn't happen. I think that's a very unique kind of avenue here. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a, there's, there's a, like an excitement side to it too as well. You know, people, they feel like a lot of watch, watch people, at least in the watch category, I think in games as well. In the watch category, people are very passionate about their watches and they're, they want to be part of the process. You know, it's not just, it's not just the utility. It's something that they're passionate about. And, and, and if you make that connection with, uh, with your backers, um, they're, they're excited about the project. They're part of the process. They, they, they get the updates of the production. It, they're part of it. What was the first watch you launched on Kickstarter? When was that? The first watch we launched on Kickstarter was the GX1 Swiss Chrono. We launched it in the end of 2015. How and long was it leading up to until Kickstarter like of development? Like how, how, many, how, how many weeks, hours, months even did you spend developing the GX Chrono? Two years. Jeez, you so wait, so 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 you spent so you spent two years on Correct. this project before you even knew if it was ever going to actually be a thing on the on the wrists of, of, of your potential clients. Absolutely, it sounds nuts. So <laughs> that's 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 unbelievable. That's insane. That's that, that sounds crazy. It's really cool though. Um, so that, now let me ask you a question. At what point in the Kickstarter? Uh, one, did you hit your goal? Yeah, we did hit our goal. We hit our goal like what, what was the goal? Right? Our first goal was thirty thousand dollars. Okay, and then we uh, and, I think we hit our goal like within. And the how first how days. quickly did that happen? Like like how like how quickly was that the thirty grand? I think we did it like within the first. I want to say the first couple days, two three days. 
Holy shit. So, so at two years, obviously tension is crazy. You launch, you launch the watch and then in three days you, you, you hit 30 grand, which of course I'm sure upon reflection, you're like, oh, what was, what was 30 grand, right? It's not, not that significant sales. But at that point you realize this was actually going to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, once once we passed our goal of thirty thousand, like we knew already it was going to happen. Especially we did it like within a couple of days. But I want to go back to the two years. Like we weren't just building a Kickstarter campaign; we were building a brand. So two years right. of of uh, the brand conception of what the brand is, what's the identity of the brand. Then we went to the design part. We had actually a de- we did a design challenge. So everything we did from day one to stay creative is to say we have no money. We have no money. How are we making right. this happen? And so we did a design challenge. We had 200 designers that, that worked on this design challenge. We had ended up having six winners. And the number one winner was the GX1. And then obviously after that, we go to prototyping. We had six different prototypes sets done until we got it to the, to the point where we liked it. We loved it, actually. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so that takes time. I mean, it, it's just not, it's just, you know, that's what I think people, sometimes people think they could just throw a product up there. You know, for us, this was like, we embedded our lives into this thing. Which, and, and that brings me to kind of the next point of this conversation is, um, you know, Kickstarter obviously is, is still a very successful medium. It still works. That being said, in the watch community, Kickstarter has kind of gotten a bad rap, right? And it's gotten a bad rap, at least in my opinion, um, because, well, one, because the, the, the cost to entry, because, and I don't just mean money cost, because of, you know, the, the, you don't actually need to prove that, you are, that you've put development into this. You don't actually need to prove that this is a great product people are going to like. That's the whole point is that it's not proven, right? But a lot of people just don't have the bones. Right? A lot of people didn't put the two years into it. Right? A lot of people you know, are just throwing up something that maybe they just bought you know, from, like from Alibaba or from whatever under a new brand with a catchy little video. You know, we're changing the face of wristwatches. Um, and in the watch community, that is kind of vapid. Right? And that's why Kickstarter gets a bad rap. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think people are just throwing up campaigns. You go into Kickstarter, you type in the word watches keyword and, and you end up with a million campaigns, you're lost in there. I mean, when we started this, there was a handful of campaigns. And the other thing is we have a lot of people that just got burnt on Kickstarter. You know, they, people, a lot of backers come to Kickstarter, they, they back not just watch projects, but they, they back backpacks, wallets, keychains, whatever they're backing. Right. And, and there's a lot of creators out there, not just in the watch, and not just in the watch category, that, um, that just they fail. Not because they're frauds, but because they just didn't calculate properly. And um, they're not as, you know, once they realize that they're not making any money, they lose interest because they're not thinking long term. Misca- miscalculation, I think, is the key word here, right? When, when in, in, in any business, no matter, no matter, you know, how big or small, you, obviously you're taking, you're, you're calculating a thousand things that you don't know yet, right? You're, 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 you're taking your best informed guess. But the problem is with Kickstarter and with other mediums like it, um, that, you know, because anyone can sign up with their with their harebrained business idea, there is room for a lot of miscalculation, which ultimately gives that medium a bad rap. Because if people have so many negative experiences or hear about so many negative experiences, you know, it it ultimately kind of you know decreases the value of that medium, right? Yeah, but absolutely. Now, uh, now, now, I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in this. Um, Obviously, we've, we've talked about the, the value to you, right? There's, there's a big value to the actual store, to, to, to the company, like we said before. But now, and I, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm right here, but I don't know. Um, from a consumer point of view, do you, feel like, do you feel like some of your clients feel like they actually didn't just buy a watch, didn't just get what they paid for, but, but actually are a part of the fact that your brand exists? Like, like, they, like they actually funded it when you didn't have inventory? That sounds like almost like you're an early stage investor. 
you know, it almost feels like you're like a, you're like a patron of the arts. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I funded Chaz before, you know, before Chaz, you know, before Liv was big. Like that's kind of cool. You know, I, I bought the first editions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's the amazing part about it. But I mean, the, the concept for us, the, the Kickstarter, yeah, exactly what you, exactly, I mean, exactly, Christian, you couldn't have said it any better. But I will add to that, that besides for them feeling part of it, them feeling part of it, we want them part of us. So it's not them right. being just part of, we, we, it's a two-way relationship. I mean, the concept of the brand was to create connections. And Kickstarter is the perfect medium for a brand like us with our concept to create these connections where people are part of the process, not just early founders, but they give us feedback. I mean, it, it's it, this information the big brands are not getting. They don't have that. They put that's the product out there. They have some R&D development team that's out there. They put the product out there and then they, they force people to buy it because they have some celebrity endorsement and it's in the shops yeah. and, and the right. retails are, retails are crazy. Are at, uh, I mean, sometimes I just, like impossible. I think a lot of big brands are, yeah. they don't like us because we're from a, from a, from a quality perspective in a lot of cases we're better than them and we're direct to the consumer. We have a direct connection where our price point is, is a quarter of what they're selling. And you know, people could pick up the phone and, and talk to somebody. I mean, try calling up Tag Heuer. They only talk to you when your watch is broken. They're not willing to talk to you when things are going good. Yeah. That's so, that's so funny. Um, and I also think that, um, that the reasons why some some succeed and some don't succeed is because, and I think I mentioned it before, is I think a lot of the project, a lot of people that are in there, like you said, they throw things up there. There, there's no drive behind it, and the backers can feel it. They can feel that when a project, when this was thought out, um, and then there's a, there's a true value here, there's a concept here, there's something here. They can feel that. So here's what the problem is, is as far as I see it. Um, because of the value that Kickstarter delivers the brands, it kind of looks from a distance, at least to, you know, to, to, to some people, like, like a, like a kind of harebrained scheme, like get rich quick, right? I don't have to invest in inventory. Like I can just sell these watches with a cool video. It's going to work. I'm going to make $800,000 and it's kind of just transactional. Like I never actually had to build anything. Right. That's, you know, that's what it looks like. Those are the objects from the outside. But in reality, you know, the times that it does work are like kind of opposite circumstances, right? Kickstarter is a great opportunity, right? It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's an opportunity to, to someone that actually wants to build a real business. So, so I don't want everyone to villainize, you know, the, the, you know, the platform because it has done great things, right? Kickstarter has, has given you an opportunity to build a substantial brand, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just me. It's any, any, and not just in the watch category, in a lot of categories, in gaming categories. I mean, giving opportunities to a lot of creative, passionate people who are in it for the long haul that want to create a, an amazing product and want to have that direct connection. I mean, it's, it's amazing. For those people, it's, it's unbelievable. You can't replicate that. But again, you know, with that, like you said, you, you get a lot of the other static. And sometimes that static is... Is, is an abundance of it and uh, and it gives it a bad rap but uh, yeah I, I think the con I mean we could have never built the brand without the Kickstarter uh, community I think to build a real company a, a real brand that is successful and operates you know at the level that you want it to operate at obviously you, you need a team right uh, you, you you need a you need a supportive team you need a diligent team tell me tell me about the live team yeah, I mean, team is important. I mean, there is no way that um, I could have ever built the brand uh, without having a, a really good team. So there's uh, um, there's Esty, um, who's a co-founder, also Simon, 
um, more of like a silent co-founder, um, uh, helping out with a lot of the uh, all the earlier logistics and stuff like that that we needed to get done. Uh, and then obviously we have the the support staff, the people that actually talk. I mean, I talk I talk to fans myself. People are like so so weirded out sometimes. I don't know why. Like I answer the phone, yeah. like who's this? And like it's just Chaz. I'm like, oh Chaz? I'm like, yeah. Why? What's the what's the problem? Like what's the do you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I feel like yeah, absolutely. People are just not not, and I love it. I love you know. I people call me and I'll spend a and half they're hour. not used to it. They're no. not used to the the you know the the owner of the brand like picking up. Their, they're just not used to it. Yeah, they can't it, believe that you know. Meanwhile, to you, it makes so much sense. Of course, of course, you get the most attention. You're the one that's making all the possible. Right? Like like it's it'd be dumb of me to not interact with you directly. Right? I want you to feel loved. I want you to feel like you have my attention because you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think that's that's something that the big brands are going to have a hard time replicating. There's no way the CEO of some of these big brands are going to answer the phone. They all and the information that's such an interesting all, point. And all the information that they're getting is coming down like through this hierarchy. It's being filtered and filtered because no one wants to give the guy at the top bad news. <laughs> so they're yeah, never really getting really any. Everybody's hiding everything, you know. By us, it's all open, you know. The, even our support ticketing system, like we have, um, I don't like calling it ticketing because I feel like it's so, it's so, uh, it's like, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not personal. But anyways, it, it's it's the yeah. system and it's all open, meaning that I can view any email that anybody's responding to. I can see all emails that are coming in. I can see in real time when people are typing. I, you know, if I don't like what someone is saying to somebody or I don't like something, I, I can, I can, I can chime in. But I think that's wow, the, that's the new, that's the new brand. That's the brands of the future. The brands that are creating uh, the boutique style brands where the yeah. person who's wearing my product, okay, um, who's willing to put his money down and wear my product. I mean, that's, that's a lot, you know, and, and, and it's invested, not just money, but invested his wrist, his real estate on his wrist. I, yeah. I that, should, that could I be should taken not, up by a lot of other watches. Right. I should not talk to the guy. I mean, this is great. I love it. Whether it's good news or bad news or feedback or whatever it is, we're here to talk. And I think the team that we have right now, everybody that we brought in and the culture of the brand is all surrounded about creating those personal connections. You know, when orders come in, um, I can see names and I recognize those names. Okay. So someone's like, oh, wow, it's a small operation. No, it's not a small operation. but. You know, I've interacted with these people. These people come back. They yeah. buy the next the next watch that we're creating, because they're not just buying the product. They're buying the brand. They're buying the concept. They're buying that connection. They're part of us. Chess, thank you so much for coming on. I I, I knew that I could have given some of my thoughts on Kickstarter, but ultimately, you know, as someone who's never actually been in the trenches of it, someone without that experience, um, the conversation would not have been what it was. It wouldn't have been as as, as impactful or valuable. Thank you so much. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you, Chess. Well, first of all, thank you, Christian, for having me. Um, love your channel. Um, even going back to the first conversation we had, I said I always felt like your channel is so refreshing. Your, your, your thank you so much. The style that you have is just—it's it's a pleasure to listen to, and uh, I tune in all the time. Every time you upload a video, I'm there on it. So, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Live watches at livewatches.com. That's L-I-V-W-A-T-C-H-E-S.com, and uh, yeah, you can see all our products there. Uh, we have tons of information. We're on live chat. You can give us a call or send us your phone number, and we'll call you. And, uh, awesome. yeah, and we're excited about the future. We have some new stuff coming up, 
Um, uh, end of the year, we have some new concepts. We're doing some new collaborations. We don't do anything with uh, big celebrities, but we're doing collaboration with really creative artists and stuff like that. So we're excited about the future. We're excited about it too, man. Guys, click the link down in the description to find out more and to explore the world of live. That's a new tagline. That's really cool. Uh, I will see you all uh, very soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. That wraps up this edition of Bristol Thinking. You can learn about our amazing Swiss-made limited edition premium watches at prices that won't break the bank at www.livewatches.com. Get social with us too on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by, you guessed it, searching for Live Watches. That's L-I-V Watches. Buy a watch, become a fan, and tune in for more. Until then, it's riskful thinking for us.